Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Top Tens. This week we'll be talking about some of our favorite trailers from Comic-Con. Guys, I know a lot has been going on at Comic-Con from things, from all kinds of things like Ready Player One themed parties and panels, but some of the best things that come from Comic-Con is, of course, the very great trailers we get for the next year. Uh, and there have been quite a few, so guys, I'm going to introduce our panel, and then we're going to dive right in. Uh, what's up, Chris? How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great, Leo. Welcome back. Thanks, I'm excited. Yeah, it's this great one to should that. be very controversial. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've already stirred up a little bit of controversy before the show even started, everyone. So this is going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, what's up, Isaac? How you doing, man? Hey, hey, hey. How is it going, Man, it's great. It's great. I'm pumped. I'm ready to talk some trailers and upcoming movies and shows. Oof, could be I'm better. with it. I I think there's been a lot of like really great stuff that came out this year and it's I feel like it's even been more exciting than last year. All this hype is getting around and it's infectious and I have a disease. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, man. Uh stay safe, but yes, absolutely. Uh hell yeah, yes. Katie, how you doing tonight? <laughs> Tatum, you there? Oh, sorry. Yo, how's it going? I'm super excited about tonight. I'm super excited. There's a lot of things coming out that I am just in awe of, and I'm ready to talk about it. I want to hear what you guys have to say, and I'm just happy to be here. Right on, and we're happy to have you, and we are definitely excited to talk about these upcoming shows and movies. Um, And I'm going to start with one that kind of got a little controversial before the call. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start us off with Aquaman. Uh, this oh, one came no. out a little bit earlier today. Man, um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you guys this. This trailer, I, I was watching it, and I was like, okay, okay, it looks good. It looks pretty good. I mean, it was talking about Arthur Curry's life. It was pretty accurate in terms of adaption and things like that. That was pretty much his origin from the comics and Prime Earth. So I was, I was really happy with where they were going with the origin story. Um, I got super stupid excited when it got to Atlantis. Um, and somehow, I seem, it seems like I'm the only one on the panel that feels that way. Because, man, I was super, super immersed in how beautiful that looked. I did not expect that, especially with what we saw in Justice League. I mean, we, we got a little snippet of what seemed like uh, some just underwater, almost just a couple, maybe a couple buildings. I mean, we didn't even really get a, the previews inside one building. So, I had no idea what to expect, but wow, am I wowed by this. Um, it almost reminded me a little bit of uh, another movie that I cannot remember right now. It stars Dane DeHaan. Um, but it, uh, wow, I, I was just really – no, no, no. Uh, Dane DeHaan uh, and one other girl. I can't remember uh, – I can't remember the name of the – it was a sci-fi movie that came out last year, I think like in the summer. I can't remember, but um, I'll look it up, and once I get it, I'll, I'll let you guys Ghost know. Ghost in the Shell? But, nah, not Ghost in the Shell. Uh, I'll let no. You once I, <laughs> I forgot. Well, I keep on forgetting the name of this movie because it was not that good, but it looked beautiful. Um, but anyway, wow. Uh, I was wowed after that. I, I was down for everything. I love Jason Momoa's charisma. I love the, like, what he does with the character and how he – he just brings his own personality to the character, and I really, really love that. 
Um, I agree with you, Tatum. I, Jason Momoa in, in everything. I love him. Uh, I loved him as Cal Drogo. I loved him as Aquaman in this first Justice League. So I'm looking forward to it, guys. Um, and I'm going to start with you, Isaac. Go ahead and give us your thoughts on the Aquaman trailer. All right. I'm happy to give you my thoughts on the Aquaman trailer. It all starts with the fact that I am admittedly a tad bit biased because I have um, complicated feelings for the director, James Wan. Uh, I have been a fan of James Wan since he was doing horror franchises, and he still continues to do horror franchises. You mean James Wan, right? James Wan, yeah. Okay, just had to clarify. So when he did when he did horror films such as the Insidious franchise and when he was in well involved with horror films such as the Insidious franchise, the Saw franchise, the Conjuring franchise, and so forth, I started to see a lot of diminishing diminishing creativity in his work. And eventually, when when things like when things like Lights Out came out, I was just in so incredibly uninterested in James's work. And when I heard he was directing Aquaman, I thought, uh, I guess so, but that's kind of like Tim Burton directing Daredevil. And I thought that was funny. So here comes the Aquaman trailer. And I'll say a couple of things. So first of all, Jason Momoa is a fantastic Aquaman. He was like the only thing in Justice League that made me smile um, very much at all because he, he was just inappropriately – excited at the worst at the worst times it was it was fantastic he just brought so much energy to it <laughs> all the woos and shit i loved it so well, i was like oh, he'll probably be the same way and he is and that seems to be the case is like he still has that low-key like chill mentality he's he's a human being but also you know king of the freaking sea uh i like the way black manta looks i think black manta looks so cool um, I cannot wait to see more of that. Um, and Ocean Master, I'm already biased. <laughs> I like Patrick Wilson. <laughs> so I'm into that. But it's going to be hard for me to watch because for the love of God, it is so ugly. It is so ugly. I don't like the effects. I don't like the background. I don't like that Atlantis looks like this. I think it's the worst in- of interpretation of Atlantis I've ever seen. It's annoyingly bright, futuristic. It's like fuck. It, excuse me. It's like Blade Runner decided that it was going to be Shark Tale later on. That's what it reminded me of, and I didn't like that at all. That I could associate <laughs> Shark Tale's background with <laughs> this. I can't. I can't deal with that. That's that's not fair. So, all in all, no. <laughs> and the narrative structure that it's going on, you have to be king. I don't want to be king. Well, you have to, because if you don't, our entire civilization collapses. And then it's like, I don't know. This reluctant hero gag is just really weighing on my nerves. It always has. And whatever, it'll change. I know. I've only seen the trailer once. So maybe I'm reading the narratives wrong. I, I should take another look at that. But all in all, it just seems like a lot of family, love, friendship, bullcrap to me. And it doesn't really make for as interesting a story as I feel like there could be. Um, 
And uh, honestly, yeah, no, I don't really think this trailer is all that great. Um, I mean, I'll go see it, but eh, I, I'm not, I'm not exactly clamoring for it. That's my take. All righty, well, man, I will say, um, I loved how that Atlantis looked. I thought it was a great uh, modern <laughs> upgrade to the Atlantis we've seen before. Various other franchises, uh, animated films, the Justice League series. Like, dude, I thought that was awesome. By the way, uh, Juwan is on the line. What's up, Juwan? What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. Welcome in, man. Hey, Juwan. What's going on? Um, but Juwan actually reminded me of the movie, and it's Valeri- Valerian in the City of the Lost Planets. That's kind of like what that, that sea landscape have reminded me of a little bit. But anyway, I won't waste too much time. Um, Javon, I'm going to go to you next for your thoughts on the Aquaman trailer and your thoughts on what Isaac said about the trailer. Um, Well, first of all, one thing that uh, a lot of people aren't privy to um, is James Wan actually, believe it or not, is not done with Aquaman. Uh, There's still a lot of stuff that he's still um, kind of toying around with as far as kind of just improving the movie on, on certain aspects. So, the trailer that we got was the first official trailer for Aquaman. So I, I, I can guarantee you between now and its actual release, a lot of things will be a lot more cleaned up uh, with, uh, with the movie and then whatever the next trailer is that we got. Um, I, I love this. Uh, and as far as what you were saying, Isaac, about kind of like the story not really, not really hitting you, um, the reason he joins the fight is not because Mara's like, oh, well, you have to, and then he's like, oh, well, I kind of like you, so I'll do it. It's more so um, that scene where you saw him driving with his father um, on the road, Ocean Master uh, led that attack that almost killed his dad. So he then felt as though he needed to stop whatever Ocean Master was doing because actual people are going to die. It's one thing like when someone says, oh, help me, the people, you know, the people down there depend on it. And it's like, all right, well, they're, they're not my people. Like, <laughs> these are my people, and I'm, I'm looking out for them. It wasn't until the fight was brought to land that he then felt as though um, he needed to just stop whatever Ocean Master was doing, not necessarily stop him and then take the, you know, his rightful place. It's just more so stop the evil from uh, whatever it's trying to do. As far as um, Ocean Master, Patrick Wilson is, is a freaking beast. He's one of the more slept-on actors um, out there. He, he's a really good actor. Um, loved him in uh, Lake View Terrace. I loved him in um, Insidious. I loved him in uh, Watchmen. There's so much stuff Patrick Wilson does that I am a fan of. Um, as far as James Wan, a lot of people sleep on the fact that James Wan has directed some really good movies. One of his best movies that is super slept on is Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. That movie to me oh will forever, God. forever be a Death go-to for me. That is such That's a dope. good movie. And people forget James Wan did that. That was James Wan's movie. Um, so, I mean, the, the guy can direct. It, it's not just, oh, he can only do horror. And I'm not saying you said this, Isaac. I'm, I heard this a lot um, when he was selected to, to direct Aquaman from a lot of people. Uh, the, the guy does have a diverse background. Uh, horror is just something he kind of, you know, hangs his hat on. But it's the equivalent to Martin Scorsese only does mobster movies, but when Martin Scorsese comes out and goes, I want to do Hugo, 
Would we question that? No. Martin Scorsese is a freaking genius. I don't care what he wants to do. He has enough body of work that I can go, you know what? I'm willing to see what else you can do besides just mobster stuff or just this or just that. Um, And now, look, he's producing a Joker film. So it's like I I give these directors chances if they have, like, a body of work that I can go, well, you've done good here. So I trust that you can kind of gamble off. I mean, biggest thing I always said when James Wan was, was picked was the Russo brothers were doing comedy and then gave us possibly three or four of the greatest Marvel movies we've ever had. So you got to give these guys a chance uh, to actually grow into, um, you know, expanding uh, what they do as, as directors. But I will say this last thing, Leo, that I'm going to pass back to you. I love the trailer, but I, I'm easily going to go out and say the standout of this movie, hands down, is going to be Yaya, uh, who looks like not only did James Wan give us the most comic-accurate costume we have ever had, it looks like Black Manta is ripped right out of the comics. And I cannot wait to see how they explore Black Manta. Uh, is it an origin? Will we see Black Manta in a possible end credit scene talking with Lex? Will we see this world expand? Uh, I'm just really excited for what this movie will will launch DC into. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to go out and say Yaya will definitely steal, uh, will be the steal of the movie and definitely one of the more better things to look forward to uh, coming out of Aquaman. Absolutely. Uh, I thought he, wow, um, you make a great point about the costume. Uh, That was another thing that just had me tripping in the trailer. I was like, wow, that looks exactly like Black Manta, Uh, exactly like him. And I'm so glad that we're going to get a sneak preview of him. Uh, It seems like DC might be kind of sneaking villains in like other movies, kind of like Shazam. Seems like Black Adam might pop up, but maybe not fight him or go to the extent of actually being the main villain in the movie. So it's cool that DC might be setting up continuous villains for their movies. Um, Tatum, give us your thoughts on the Aquaman trailer. So, first of all, I, I want to say that you are not the only one that thinks that Atlantis is beautiful. I don't know what Isaac is tripping on. I thought it was cinematically <laughs> gorgeous. I did. <laughs> I, I was in awe. And, you know, it is brightly colored. It is, it is futuristic. But I thought that it made it gorgeous. Like, I thought, because the ocean is very colorful. Like, realistically, the ocean is so much more colorful than we can know because we don't really, we don't explore it. And technically it's dark because the, the light can't reach too far into the ocean. But in this case, they have their lighting. So you can truly see the colors of the ocean and the, the beauty behind it. And I loved that. And I loved that they made it colorful. And it just, it took my breath away. Um, I love Jason Momoa. I'm super excited. He was the only, like Isaac was saying, he was the only good thing about Justice League and his energy, his acting, everything about him just makes me excited for this movie. I want it to be another Wonder Woman where DC comes out of the woodworks and really just hits us with a really good cinematic masterpiece. And so I'm, I'm excited about it. I loved it. And I thought, I thought the fact that it's going to be an origin story made me really happy because um, I don't know much about Aquaman. I didn't, re- I wasn't really into the Aquaman comics, so uh, I want to see what you know what they do with it, how the origin goes with it, and I'd have to do more research into the comics to see just how accurately it is. 
Um, so I'm excited. I love it. Uh, that's, I mean, everything else you guys have pretty much picked up on, but yeah, I'm very excited about this movie. I, I'm glad somebody joined me in Atlantis. Oh, my bad. Did I cut someone off? No, I, I'm sorry. I was just going to say uh, to Tatum uh, that it's, it seems like from what I, I was being told, it seems like as far as the origin, it's going to be more so flashbacks uh, rather than kind of give It's not going to be how like Man of Steel was, so where you got like actual like somewhat scenes of him as like, you know, growing up and stuff like that. It seems more so to where it's like flashbacks and moments uh, throughout the movie. But I will say from what I've seen from this trailer, it does seem spot on. Uh, from a bunch of different rips of uh, of Aquaman throughout his comic run, um, but I will say majority of these characters that you see going forward in the in the DC um, movie universe read some more of the the New Fifty Two because that's what it seems like all these directors are ripping from, uh, especially costume wise. Seems like it's from the New Fifty Two, uh, so that would be something I would definitely suggest uh, reading up on is, is somewhat from the New Fifty Two. But the last thing I wanted to say, um, Leo, was I, I thought Atlantis was like the underwater version of um, Wakanda, so where it just looked advanced. I mean, it, it just looked so beautiful, and it was not, I did not expect it to, to look as great as it did, same as I didn't when I saw Wakanda. I was just like, wow, this is insane. Um, but, yeah, I, I just wanted to let um, Tatum know that it, it seems like it's flashbacks, and New 52 is, like, where it seems like they're they're kind of ripping from a little bit. All right, that's good enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's what I was thinking, too, because uh, that origin is pretty much the exact same from a couple of New 52 lines. Um, and uh, just, oh, man, I thinking about Atlantis, I was just immersed in it, man. Like I said, it was just so immersive. Like, there are very few... I mean, there's there's great landscapes and movies, but it's just it's it's hard for me to be that immersed, especially from a trailer, and just to think, wow, this is that gorgeous. I was I was all over that. Um, Chris, give us your thoughts about the trailer. Um, well, a lot has been said. Uh, shoot, uh, I liked it. I, I I haven't dived in it as much as the rest of you guys have, and. Uh, I think everyone across the board makes excellent points, argumentative, or uh, what have you. Uh, I thought, uh, let's just talk about, I, I like the analogy of Wakanda. I think Wakanda looks a lot better than Atlantis does, but immediately, I know, we talked about this before, I got a Phantom Menace vibe, a little bit of a Jar Jar Binks feel when I saw it and um, I think that was just as a joke I don't think I, I think it was beautiful too don't get me wrong guys I I thought it was awesome I thought the trailer looked good um, James Wan I know him from horror films um, I'm not putting so much onto this on this film I'm just I'm, I'm kind of riding the cool wave I'm not really just I'm really just in it for entertainment so I think everyone makes great points um, for me it was cool I don't really know what else to say that hasn't really been said. Um, I'm not really sh- uh, Jason Momoa. Let's talk about him. I like him. I think he he was the you know the best part of Justice League, uh, turning Aquaman into like a dude bro. Uh, at first, I thought it was kind of corny, but I think he pulls it off very well. He, he has a great presence. Um, I think production wise, it looks pretty pretty cool. Um, 
I don't really have any little negatives about it. I, I really liked it, so I'm looking forward to it. Good, good, man. It, it just looks like it could be a really good win for the DCEU, and hopefully it could be because I just want DC to succeed as much as Marvel. I love DC Comics just as much as I love Marvel Comics. I really want their movies to succeed just as much. I think Justice League kind of got caught up in a whirlwind of reshoots and stuff and got ruined in that by, by a lot of that. Um, and I think they can really bounce back if Aquaman's good. But, um, Chris, I'm going to actually go back to you. Uh, what trailer did you want to talk about from Comic-Con? Uh, probably, let's talk about Shazam. And I'm, I'm, that's oh, the one I'm, boy, I'm most yes. excited about. And I, I know I probably everybody else is. Aquaman and Shazam is pretty much the big, the big ones. But uh, you threw it at me, and since I did a video about it real quick and kind of uh, a knee-jerk reaction video, it was really kind of – but um, uh, I, the reason why I like this film so much is because I, I was against it kind of at first. I didn't really – Look, I know, and everyone else is going to say I'm wrong, but I know Man of Steel wasn't the start of the DCEU. I know that they tried to make it, but I know that's like the tone shift is like big issue with this whole thing when, it, when you break down everything, if you get really geeky about it. For me, it's a tone shift. I watch films. I examine them. I live and breathe them. So I can tell. Like immediately I can, I t- I can tell that within Deadpool 2, within the first five minutes, oh, tone shift, different director, not the same movie. I could just it's, just, it's just ingrained in me to pick it out. And I wasn't sure what was going to happen because Justice League was just, oh, my God, right off the bat, right? Am I wrong? Did everybody know that we were going to, like, we're getting sugar-free candy here real quick and people are going to try to tell us it's better for us? It didn't work. And I was afraid that how is, how is this 14-year-old kid going to work in Zack Snyder's universe and is there even going to be one or how are they going to do the tone shift change? And I think this kind of... This trailer for me, at least, kind of put it, put it. Okay, I understand where where they're coming from. I I understand where the tone shift is going to be. They're going to have to try to find a a way to walk the line of it being serious at points, but also um, funny and realistic, and I think kind of grounded in reality, but just enough to be um, relatable. And I think you're going to be able to relate to Billy. And I think once you learn more about the Shazam or Captain Marvel character and how cool it is. And as a kid growing up and thinking, like, oh, man, this, this little this boy who has a disenfranchised, originally he was a paper boy, was homeless, um, and now he's you know, with foster kids, and you've got the Shazam family that they're going to bring to the table. I just think it's really cool um, not to, you know, pull on heartstrings, but I was adopted myself, and I always kind of wondered who my, my parents were. And I always kind of – I made this superhero, like, backstory when I was a kid because I was really into Batman, and I felt like, you know, I don't have to be – you know, I can just be a regular person and still do good. I don't have to be – I don't have to have superpowers where I can to be a hero. And I think that this is is a great um, extension and a great ad. If they're going for a real kind of a – to use it uh, loosely, an MCU feel, but like a tone shift where you got fun, excitement, but there's a hint of danger there and you get to have a little bit more fun with the characters, if that's where they're going with it for me. I absolutely loved it. Uh, you finally got to see the costume. You finally got to see a little bit of the action and the interaction with the characters, and I just thought it was um, just awesome all around. I'm babbling, but, um, yeah, so let's just open that one up to everyone else to talk about. 
Man, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, that was a really good trailer. Uh, I was such a huge fan of how Zachary Levi was acting, though. Like, he was just, he was acting like a genuine child, and I like that because that's how Shazam is supposed to be. You know, he is Billy right. Batson, so <laughs> just like, you right. know. I was like, nervous about oh, that, and, yeah, and he's put like, it to I, rest. I think yeah, he's going to nail he's it. Like, he's like, superpowers? I can't even figure out a pee in this thing. <laughs> it's just like. Those little lines are, are what's going to make this movie shine. Um, and it does give that really good tinge of humor that Marvel has, that kind of light, good humor um, with perfect timing. So I think this is going to be, like you said, a good tone, a positive tonal shift for the DC Universe. I mean, we haven't really seen a movie that was funny like this and kind of goofy. Um, and and if I could say something follow- real quickly, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, um, no, you're fine. I think that... Um, they're letting the directors kind of direct like Aquaman. I really yes. think that they're allowing their creative people that can create and have proven that they're great creators. They're, I think they're going to allow them to kind of let them be creative a little bit. And I think with these new slew of DC films, I think we're going to see a lot of um, creative people coming back to DC because I think Warner Brothers learned their lesson and is going to try to let their creators create. I think it starts with these slew of films. Is the, is the feeling yeah. that I get as a filmmaker and a fan? This is what I feel. Yeah, and that's the, the best thing about Marvel, right? Is they allow their creators to create. That's, that's the feeling that I get from. That's the feeling that I got from that Aquaman trailer. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel heavy. It just felt like it will be a really good film. Um, so I'm super excited for Shazam as well. I just, I, it almost looks like that Superman Shazam Return of Black Adam. And I really, really like that movie. Uh, the some of those shots where they were in, uh, where he oh, yeah. was in the subway and headed, and when he was meeting Shazam, those were like directly ripped from that animation. So I was just really impressed that they got an origin story in there that's accurate, um, at least to that that movie. But uh, I'm gonna go to you next, Tatum. What did you think of Shazam? Um, so I was really excited about this, which. Before this trailer, I actually wasn't too, like, I wasn't into Shazam. It wasn't one of my, my like, when I uh, pick off my top favorite DC heroes, I don't think of Shazam. It's just not something that I did. But when I saw this trailer, I was so excited about it. It was hilarious. It was adorable. But it was also, it looks like there's going to be a lot of good action scenes in it mixed in with the comedy and the humor. Um, <clears throat> I, I think it's going to be something I think it's something that DC has needed to put out for a long time. Uh, it's not something I knew I needed, but I need it now. <laughs> so, um, and I, I, I don't know. It's, it has, I think it's got a certain like charisma to it that I haven't seen in a D, in DC films in a while. And that's why I think DC needed, needed this project because a lot of DC has either gone with, really dark and really serious or they go with like Suicide Squad which is it it wasn't created or written right and I hope that this one is written the right way and it's got the right influence of both like action pack and comedy and seriousness and I'm I really I have a lot of hope for this movie so you know, I have a lot of hope for this movie, too, and I, I kind of wanted to bring up a point um, about The Rock, whether he is going to appear in it or not, um, and I'm, I, I really hope he does. Juwan, you, 
I, you may know, um, I'm not entirely sure if he's going to pop up in the film, to be honest. But, man, if we could just get a glimpse so we could get some villain continuities within any of the movie franchises. I mean, Marvel almost always kills off their villains. So it would be awesome to have DC just having villains, like, stay around, like Lex and um, Slade and hopefully Black Adam and just continuities with the villains. Um but I'm going to go ahead and go to you next, Jalon, for your thoughts on the Shazam trailer. Um, well, first, let me let me assure you guys, you will not be seeing uh, Black Adam, uh, mainly because The Rock uh, is in the process of filming, I'd like to say, maybe eight different movies. Um, but they also want to hold it off until his solo. Um, now, if between now and the release, he does a end credit scene. That's to be seen. But I'm being told there's no Black Adam in this movie. But there's a good chance you'll see Henry Cavill, but probably not Black Adam. Uh, sorry to anyone who wants to see Black Adam, but he probably. Do you know if you Google it? If you Google the yeah. film, he's the first let on me, the bill. Let me say that. Let me say this because yeah. I have heard a few people say that. Remember when uh, the very annoying crew of. Um, can't remember their name, but Jay Washington uh, is, is part of it. Um, he was leading the charge of Silver Surfer is in Infinity War. And then you saw the casting of Silver Surfer. And I remember it was so annoying. Me and Joel had to, had to tell people on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, there is no Silver Surfer. They don't even own the character yet. And everyone's like, no, but look, he's casted. Same thing here. The Rock is going to be casted because his character is attached to that character, um, uh, uh, Shazam. So it's going to show it, but it is, he is not in the movie. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. that. That is confusing. I get it. But it's the same crap that we had to go through when everyone thought the Silver Surfer was casted, that we get Silver Surfer. We didn't. <laughs> so it's the same thing. Black Adam is no. not going to be in this movie, uh, mainly because they know the box office, <clears throat> what the box office would be if you gave him his own movie. I, I don't think he needs his. Uh, I don't think he needs his own movie, so I, I don't get why they want to do it. Um, it would have made more sense if you put him in this. Um, but as far as the trailer, I I'm super indifferent. I Shazam is not a character I've ever cared for. I I was actually upset that uh, they chose him over Martian Manhunter. Um, I was also upset that we're getting a Shazam movie before a Green Lantern movie. Uh, so just a lot about the character is why I was just, I went into the trailer like, all right, I mean, I, I, I felt like it, they were going to go the route of humor, um, which is which is an issue for me, even though the character is goofy, is an issue for me. But if they play it the way that they did, like, I wasn't a huge fan that they went with um, Scott Lang for Ant-Man. Uh, but once I saw the first two movies, I was like, you know what? I guess I'm fine with it because the two movies I thought were really good. Uh, so hopefully I leave this movie feeling the same, but I have, like, I got no excitement from watching that trailer. I think Zach looks sick as Shazam. Uh, and I love that they went the new 52 route, which again, Tatum, like I was telling you, uh, with the hood, uh, I thought that was super dope. And I love that they showed him actually wearing the hood. Uh, and if I had to pick one thing out of the trailer that I actually loved was when he was walking through the fair and he just says Shazam and he just instantly turns. 
because uh, that was what I was looking for. Uh, how are they going to show him transforming? Like, was it going to be like uh, a smoke thing? And then when it's dust cleared, like you saw him, like, how are they going to go about doing it? And because um, also in the animation, uh, in the animated movies and shows, when he says Shazam, you see the lightning hit him. Uh, and then he transformed. So a lot I was looking for for how they were going to do the the transfer, uh, transformation. They nailed it. Uh, I can't think of the director's name, but he nailed the the whole transformation. I think it looks great. I think Ash is going to be a really good uh, Billy Batson. Um, I do love that it shows that it is connected to the DCEU. You saw Batman's uh, yeah. battering in there. You saw the news clipping about Superman coming back to life. Uh, you saw just so many memorabilia of the actual Justice League. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But I am hearing, before I pass it back to you, Leo, I am hearing that if we do get an end credit scene for Shazam, it, uh, it nine times out of ten will be him meeting Superman uh, to set up the bigger, you know, the, the bigger story of him possibly joining the Justice League uh, in the future. So the end credit scene will probably more likely be Superman than Black Adam. Well, you know what? I'm down for that, too, because any way they can tie it together and make a good, better, bigger universe, I'm super down. Um, and I love the Superman-Shazam team-ups. That lighting is what I was worried about the most, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> like, if it looks like crap, or if it just kind of, like, shoots, like, if the camera just, like, pans away, I would be so pissed off. But it looks like they got it right on point. I mean, he, it just hits him, and he instantly transforms. Uh, the suit looks great. There's so much complaints about padding and how it looked and all, the, all these other complaints, and it looks really awesome. And Zach is actually pretty ripped. I mean, people think that most of the suit is padding. I mean, he's a pretty ripped guy, so it's not just all pad. And with the post-production, it's going to look way better than the set photos. Um, but that, there's been a lot of people who complain, and then they see the trailer, and it looks way better. I'm like, just wait for the post-production, people. There's there's more work to be done. Uh, but, Isaac, what were your thoughts on the Shazam trailer? Oh, man. So, I, I, I was kind of excited for the Shazam trailer before uh, it came out. I, I was like, oh, Shazam is neat. Because I remember I liked him in Injustice, and then I also liked him even better when Superman melted his brain. That was cool. So I thought, yeah, Shazam Fair, I'm into it. And, and this comes, and I, I, I already loved the stills, because the stills looked so good. And I thought Zachary Levi looked so good in the suit. And I was like, okay, so let's see how it plays out. When the, okay, so I knew this was going to be a decent film when I saw who else was attached to it, when I saw New Line Cinema attached to it, that's when I had hope. Because I really like that company. I really like everything they're attached to. Say, say for like, oh, oh, excuse me. If, um, for like New Line Cinema or uh, Amblin Entertainment, which is kind of, they, they operate virtually on the same level. And this looked like... Um, I'm excited for Shazam because this looked like Home Alone in the way that It Chapter One looked like Stranger Things. It had a lot of reminiscence of like older films, and it was just like a kid's story, but also kind of not a kid's story because eventually Shazam is probably going to be enamored in a world of politics that he's not 
fully aware of yet because he's just a kid. And I like that there's probably going to have to be that narrative. It, it's going to start off really nice and warm-hearted, but I feel like it might become a little bit more serious over time. I don't think it's going to be funny and, and happy all the way through. I think he might have to make some tough decisions. Um, I hope he does, uh, especially once Black Adam gets his film and they meet up. I hope he has to make more tough decisions because I feel like it'll make Shazam much more of a notable character. I don't know a whole lot about Shazam, but Shazam kind of gives me the feeling of hope that Superman is supposed to give you um, in a way. So, yeah, no, I'm stoked for this. Zachary Levi, Levi just looks, he's, he's so funny. The acting looks fantastic. I'm, I'm super excited for this to come out. Yeah, that's, that's just how I feel about the trailer. I like it. Yeah, man, it's super likable already. Like, it just looks like it could be an instant classic. And to touch a little bit on um, the the maturing theme a little bit, uh, yeah, he's going to have to make some heavy decisions, which is going to have to force his character to become an adult before he's actually an adult. It's kind of like Spider-Man. Like, it just gets harder and harder for him. And we're going to see that arc of transformation in that character as well. The next one, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more threats going to be a lot different so it's going to eventually evolve as the movies go on I definitely think like if we get a third Shazam movie if we make it that far probably not going to be as lighthearted as this one um, but did anybody else have any more thoughts on Shazam alright I take that as time to move on to the next trailer Isaac I'm going to go to you my man Go ahead and give us our next Comic-Con trailer. All right. Um, the next Comic-Con trailer that I would really actually like to talk about, which I did not think I'd be very excited for uh, because I was pretty um, – now, I know everybody's going to super judge me when I say I haven't seen the first one. I know. I haven't seen the first one. I'll watch it. But Glass was pretty killer. I'm not going to lie to you. Glass was pretty dope. I like oh, yeah. the idea of – I love this idea because this idea is not new to me, but it's newer in the hands of mainstream audiences, I feel. Um, the idea that it's, it's just a very long time. It just takes a long time for superpowers to develop in human beings. And now it's happening. They don't know how, to, they don't know how it starts. They don't know how it's done. They just know it kind of is done. And that's terrifying. And I really, really like that idea. And I think this is the perfect place to put it in. Uh, I did like Split. Um, I loved Split when I watched it. I thought James McAvoy was really dope. Um, I didn't care for all of the talk about people saying that it grossly misrepresented a disassociative identity disorder. I didn't see any of that. I thought this was a very well done um, representation of just a character. And it turns out that this character has a legitimate issue. And so that's going to be more showcased. And I like that. We're going to learn more about the personalities. I remember from Split, the one thing I was just yearning for was like, I want to know what all those personalities he has are. And it looks like we get even more of those this time around. And might I add, I love Sarah Paulson to death. And the fact that she's the leading professor in this film makes me so, 
so happy. I love her. So it's, it's, I think this is going to be a really interesting uh, series to go off of. And, of course, you've got Samuel L. Jackson, who don't love that, who don't want more Samuel. Um, I think this is going to be a really great start, and I think there might be even more to do after this. It looks like already like there's more to do after it, and that excites me. Um, I will watch Unbreakable. Um, I haven't, but I promise that I will. And, uh, yeah, that's, 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 I think that's my next one. Yeah, man. Uh, that looked fa- uh, incredible. I'm not, I, I will say unbreakable. I haven't seen it in a little while, so I'm about to go back and watch it. But wow. I loved split every personality that came, dude. I was like, Oh my God, it takes a damn great actor to do all that. Like I, I just, I wanted to see more and more and more. And you, you tell me you're putting James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, and Samuel Jackson in one movie, sprinkle in Sarah Paulson. Dude, like, the cast is just phenomenal. And it's going to focus a lot more on, like, psychological horror superhero films, which we barely get. So I'm super, super excited for this one. Um, And it looks like it's setting up something huge, like a lot, like maybe – uh, two or three more movies to go with this. It doesn't look like it's this first one. It, it just looks like the plot is going to be so huge. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, Jawan, what did you think about the Glass trailer? Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and say this now. Uh, I don't want there, after this one, I don't want there to be more. Uh, main reason why is I don't trust. Um, I still to this day can't believe M. Night Shyamalan directed these. Um, I loved, uh, I loved the last one. Unbreakable. I'm going to just let you know now, Isaac is a, to me is a missable movie. It's, it's not as great as people are making it seem after split, uh, as if like unbreakable was this super slept on amazing movie. Like it it was okay. It was was okay. Um, it was not phenomenal. It was okay. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. If, the glass trailer came out and you and you had never seen split or never seen unbreakable i would have only told you to see to see split and then like you'd figure the rest out in glass okay, that's fair. um <laughs> but as far as the trailer i did like the trailer james McAvoy, I, excuse me i said before i still to this day don't don't understand how he wasn't at least mentioned for possibly being up for uh some kind of academy award he was phenomenal in a movie that no one thought was going to be good. It came out in January. That's where, like, Triple X and stuff like that comes out. No, no like, actual meat-to-the-bones kind of movie comes out around that time, uh, especially in the times where we have uh, Disney dropping Star Wars movies in December. Because, remember, it, it came out uh, uh, up against um, Force Awakens. It was when Force Awakens came out. Um, well, no, not when. Force Awakens was in December, but the fact that Split, had a good box office um, in January when I kind of thought Force Awakens was going to take over January. Uh, says a lot. And I thought James McAvoy was so freaking great just becoming different people. And let's not forget, this man was walking around in heels. <laughs> I know some women that can't walk around in heels, and James McAvoy was doing that. Um, so I thought he just did a phenomenal job. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like you said, Isaac, in this movie, he has more, um, I was going to say characters, but it's definitely not characters, identities uh, that we will see. Uh, th- the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is 
seeing the beast versus uh, Bruce Willis's all-out battle. Um, but yeah, I, I always say with M. Night Shyamalan, he's he's Hollywood's biggest uh, hit or miss director. I, I think he is literally Hollywood's biggest hit or miss director. And if if he gave us two mm-hmm. really good movies, like let's let's assume Glass is is good as Split or somewhere around there, I don't have faith that he can make three really good movies. I don't know if I'm willing to give M. Night Shyamalan that much rope. So depending on how Glass ends, because none of us have seen it, depending on how it ends, I really hope he just kind of closes the book on this. Let this be the end of that story. Um, and then if some, if another director wants to come in and maybe take it from, from wherever he left off, that's fine. I just don't know if I need M. Night Shyamalan doing more movies <laughs> than what he already has uh, as far as this um, – this trilogy that he has so far, but I did like the trailer a lot. Um, has a lot of meat to the bones. I'm still trying to figure out because I, I guess glass is, is what sets um, the beast loose, but I still can't really grasp what his importance is besides the fact that the movie is named after him. I didn't grasp that from the trailer. Maybe one of you guys can fill me in on, on maybe what I missed, but I still, to me, I, I felt like this movie only needed Bruce Willis and James McAvoy. I still don't get what what the importance of glass is. Maybe after I see it, I will. No, I kind of feel the same. Um, especially I'll go, on, I'll go to your point of M Night Shyamalan. Uh, I, I hear where you're coming from. I mean, he gave us the Last Airbender and After Earth, some of the weakest, some of the weakest freaking movies, man. I mean, the Last Airbender. If y'all ever seen that, after you've seen Avatar: Last Airbender, you know how terrible of a movie that is. But I mean. I think he could possibly etch two off and get some, some good movies. Uh, maybe not three, but two. I, I think I can give him faith for two. Uh, but I, I can't really figure out Glass either. Um, it seems like he's trying to prove that they do have powers. I mean, that's just kind of all I got from the trailer. I don't really know what's going to happen, but maybe they're setting it up to be very ambiguous because that's how his character is anyway. Um, I'm going to go to you next, Tatum, though. Uh, what did you think about the trailer for Glass? Um, so I have some issues with M. Night Shyamalan, uh, <laughs> some very big issues with the director. Um, but I have to say I did enjoy Split. haven't seen um, uh, Unbreakable. I haven't seen it. Um, but I did with Split. I was really when I went to go watch it, and I knew it was an M. Light, M. Night Shyamalan uh, project. I was really skeptical, but I did come out like really happy. I thought it was really fun. Um, I love movies that play with mental illness and play with that in like in cinema. I love that. Now, when I was watching this trailer, though, um, I I actually I found myself super like involved like it was so dramatic that I was like I didn't want to look away like it looked so good and it looked like there was a lot of of course my biggest thing is that I'm really excited about playing with the idea of mental illness and psychiatry with superheroes because let's be real in this day and age if somebody like in real life if somebody comes out and they're like I have superpowers I'm going to save the world everybody be like you're fucking crazy like nobody I don't know what you're talking about um and so that's a series, and you know, like in 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 mainstream, like in the in mainstream universes, they don't really talk about that. They don't talk about the the psychiatry behind it. They don't talk about what is 
could really possibly be going on in somebody's brain when they have a superpower, whether or not it's real or they just think it is. And that is super exciting to me. And I do love Sarah Paulson. I love that she's playing the, the, the doctor. I love that. And um, as far as Glass's role, what I got from it is that, one, he is trying to prove that they have superpowers, but also I feel like he's, because he's supposed to be like the super genius kind of guy. Like he can't, like his body is super frail, but his mind is super whatever. So I think he's going to be playing a role in um, ultimately like constructing both uh, uh, Bruce Willis's character and uh, Split and, and, and constructing them into actively using their powers correctly. And I think he's supposed to be kind of like a mastermind behind it. I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but that's what I got from it. Um, so I, I am really excited. I'm really excited to see more because uh, uh, when I saw Split, I wanted more. I didn't know that I wanted another movie, but I did. I wanted to know more about him, and so I'm excited that we're learning about him. Uh, as far as I, although I also I don't really like Bruce Willis, so I'm not very excited about him. I'm not very excited what? about his character. I don't, I know, it's something a lot of people are like, wow, you like Bruce I don't know, I just think he's kind of like, he's an okay actor. Like, he's not a great actor to me. He doesn't, he doesn't spark anything within me. When I watch his movies, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But I don't know, he's just an okay actor to me. So I don't have much hope in the ways of Bruce Willis. Um, but I do, I do love Sarah Paulson. Um, uh, I forgot his name, the guy that plays in Split. I, you were just saying his name. Um, James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, I lo- I do like I did like him a lot. I thought his acting was great, and I obviously I love Samuel L. Jackson. I don't know about anybody that doesn't, um, but yeah. So those are my thoughts. I I have kind of like a maybe, like it's kind of a maybe for me. Like I think that it could be really good, but there's also a lot of components that could make the movie like a flop. Um, and also, I just I just try not to get my hopes up with M Night Shyamalan. Like I just don't because yep. he's just kind of like a he's a shitty director to me. Like I don't like the things mm-hmm. he does. So yeah, I those agree. are my thoughts. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I will say I, I disagree with y'all on 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 M Night. Like he 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 broke my heart with the uh, the last Airbender. Um, my bad, Joanne. What were you saying? Uh, no, no, no. <clears throat> you're absolutely correct. I, I was just gonna say Tatum. I definitely get where you're coming from about Bruce Willis. My biggest issue is I think since <gasps> I, I want to say around maybe the second Die Hard, kind of felt like most of Bruce Willis's career after that was just phoned in. Like, he didn't really actually try to act, like, well. He chose roles that just didn't really fit him. Like, still to this day, I have no idea why he was in G.I. Joe, why he did that movie where, like, he had to rescue a kid from, like, Venice. Like, he just has done, like, a lot of projects that were, like, bad but he wasn't a standout in them. So have you like, seen Tears of the Sun? I I I may have, but I just don't recall. I'd have to go back and 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 uh, that'll see it make again. you cry. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Bruce Willis is a bad actor. I'm saying that if someone hasn't seen what other people might might think are like some of his better movies, um, and you've only seen like what's been put out in mainstream you could kind of get the feeling of, like, this guy isn't the greatest actor. No, I wouldn't say he's terrible, though. Like, um, he at least did. if he's attached to something, kind of felt like he's thrown that in. Down. Yeah, 
No, uh, I yeah. agree. Well, no, I don't. I don't think he's a terrible actor. I like I said, I just think he's like an okay actor. Like you don't know he what, does. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree you with you, you. I agree with you. You don't know what kind of Bruce Willis you're going to get. Is he going to be committed to the role? Is he going to be phoning right. it in? Is he going to be? Yep. Is he going to be cop out? What, which, is he going to be Armageddon, Bruce Willis? Like, which <laughs> one are we getting? We don't cop know. Out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, cop out. Uh, I kind of like that movie. I know it's stupid, but I love no, the I mean, it, um, that production but, is freaking hilarious. By the way, if you ever get a chance to listen the, to Kevin Smith talk about that, it's funny. To me, the biggest issue with Bruce Willis is like actors that that are supposed to be great. I shouldn't walk into a movie and go. All right, when I see this movie, I should just take this movie for what it is, not really put any other expectations on it. And I feel like, because I've never done that with a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I've never, I've always walked in like, All right, this straight. could possibly be, this could possibly be right. Oscar worthy, like whatever it is. It could be Leo just eating a can of beans, and I'm like, yo, he might be nominated for this. Like, this is the best I've ever seen someone eat beans. Bruce Willis, I watch, and I'm like, all right, I should just walk into this movie thinking. It's just like a pointless action film, whatever. Like I, I just, I'll have fun with it for whatever it is, but I'm not expecting it to be anything good. So that's why when Tatum said like he's an okay actor, I'm like I haven't really seen that many great Bruce Willis films that make me think he's anything above just like an okay actor. I mean I, I wouldn't say he's up there with the greats. I think he's a good actor, but good okay. That's kind of where I'd place him. I think what Bruce Willis is is kind of like a stamp. Because you say the, the mindless action movies, but it's like, I mean, it's some damn good action movies. The Die Hard 1 and 2 are amazing. I say that about Harrison um, Ford, too. I, ah, Amen. Well, Amen. I, I yeah. pretty much know Get off my Harrison Ford. Get off my plane. <laughs> yeah. Where's my daughter? That's it. Where's my daughter? <laughs> you killed my family. <laughs> How dare you? Um, nah. <laughs> Go ahead, Lil. <laughs> Bruce Willis ain't bad. I, I will say he's not phenomenal, but seeing him on the field, it kind of improves it for me. I guess I'm a little bit biased because I love Pulp Fiction. Oh, but, I love um, Pulp Fiction too. I love this. I love, love Pulp Fiction. Well, I love it is what it is. My face. Yeah, but, but that's like the only Pulp- good film you could say though. Like name another yeah, one. Like really. Pulp- Really? That, he he wasn't the main, like, component in Pulp Fiction. Like, everything no. else is just great about Pulp Fiction. Right. Pulp Fiction I mean, I like, I like Period. <laughs> I like Butch's chapter. Y'all can get out Wait, of here yeah, man, because that shit with Butch. Leo, huh? I'm going to be completely honest with you. If you polled people about their favorite scenes in Pulp Fiction, I could almost, almost guarantee you Everyone's polling either a Travolta scene or a Samuel Jackson I mean, scene. Yeah, before I, they're yeah, polling a I Bruce get Willis that, scene. But I'm saying, I'm just saying, I did like his role in that movie. Of right. course, no, no, no. we're I'm, gonna I'm pick you. a Samuel Jackson scene or I'm uh, with you. He, Travolta. He was, Bruce Willis was good in that movie, but that was one of the movies that I didn't feel like he was phoning it in. I felt like he was giving us good Bruce Willis, like Die Hard, yeah. and then other movies like almost a majority. It's like a phone-in with him. And I'm like, I don't get it. I, I, I really don't get it. If you can act, just act really good. Like, why are you making this so difficult? I, that's the, just the one thing that always bugged me about Bruce Willis. Like, if you have the talent, use it. Why Why are you wasting it? I, I, I don't get it, but I'm sorry. So you guys thought he phoned it in in Sin City? Uh, 
But no, yes. that's one of his. That's one of his good ones. I what? thought that was one of his. I good actually ones. did not like Sin City. I thought it was a garbage like. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I thought it was. Ooh. Oh my Ooh. god! What Ooh. Sin City was super dumb. Are you serious? Oh my god! Ah, all right. Okay, all right. So I'm serious. Dead. I thought Sin City was. Stupid! Like it just had right, no well, substance for me. Oh, Leo, we got a movie. We got to defend, bro. We got a movie. We got to yeah. defend, bro. Oh, I go ahead, man. <laughs> no, 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 not now. But Tatum, we will definitely revisit this. Because right, I'm like, I will go off the rails, and I don't want to go Sin too City far. Two. Off. Sin City Two, Tatum. If you were telling me you thought that was garbage with no point, I would tell you you are absolutely a hundred percent correct. That first Sin City was, I thought, gold. I thought it was gold. It was ripped right out of the comics. I thought just just scene by scene, that movie was great. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, but I don't know how you could not like it. But I, I feel like if we get into it, we won't be able to finish the rest of the trailers. But, Tatum, we are definitely going to have a show about this. At some point, I gotta get more. All right, for sure. What you didn't like about it? For sure, I am willing to go into it on a later date. All right, sounds good. (laughs) All right, wow. Um, I don't think, yeah, Chris, we still got you, man. Uh, Your thoughts on the trailer? I'm glad. Um, I'm I'm like everybody else. Um, M Night Sham Shamalamalan. I don't trust this director. (laughs) I don't ever since. Uh, the Village, I think I really just, like, I think he's, like, the biggest, like, FU director in Hollywood, and it worked. It was kind of cool. Then it kind of got old. Um, uh, I want to like it, but, like, here's – I remember seeing Unbreakable in the movie theater. I I talked my friends into going to see it, and, you know, we're, like, young teenagers, young adults, and we don't have, you know – fuck it all money so when we pick a movie you know we got to make make sure it's a good one and i beg him to go see it because i'm like it's an m night Shyamalan movie it's gonna be cool man were they so pissed off at me because they hated it I, they i loved it i got it but they didn't and uh it, it it's not for everybody i get it but and then split came around and i was i was waiting for like this M. Night Shyamalan twist to come and it never really came with split and i really did like split don't get me wrong guys I just now I'm really scared. Like, what are they going to do? Find out that none of them have superpowers, that they're all just crazy? Because there's, no, there's nothing that they really can oh, do with man. these characters. There's, there's a twist coming. He's going to fuck us. I'm sorry to use that language, but, I mean, the village, I mean, to find out what that happened, I mean, lady in the water or whatever you want to call it, like, his twists make me violently angry. Um, and, um, so like, I'm really scared to like it because I'm afraid the twist is going to be something that just makes me want to like, you know, get violent and like walk out in the movie theater. So, I mean, you guys made a lot of great points with, um, M. Night that I'm not going to, you know, retread, but I'm, I'm on the fence with him. I don't know if he's learned his lesson when they blackballed him for a while there. He wasn't making any films cause he wasn't, you know, they weren't profitable, but, um, I hope he's playing his cards right. I hope he's, he's. He's not, you know, I hope he gives us the twist that he's known for, but I hope he doesn't, like, give us the screw you twist. Like, I just everyone thought, talked about the airbender. Dude, I hated him before that. Like, God, with the village. It was so good. And then you find out it's not, oh, just I'm sorry. I, I'm still mad about the village. So, 
no. I, I'm not really excited about it because I feel like the twist is going to be like, oh, they don't even have superpowers at all. I was just kidding. Ha, 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 ha. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm dude. just mad. I'm just mad. Because uh, that's what I feel is going to happen, bro. Like, tell, tell me something otherwise, and I'll be excited. I, I want to be excited um, for James McAvoy and Sam and Samuel L. Jackson's characters. I, I, I like well, that he thinks it's a comic book. Because you got to remember, you got to go all the way back to the first one. You guys haven't seen it. I don't want to give too many spoilers away. But the, the Samuel L. Jackson character is obsessed with comic books. And you got to pay attention to that. M. Night tells you things in his stories that when, and you know, they have it, he has a tendency to, to come back to his storytelling. And I think that he wants this so bad. And he looks at Bruce Willis as his arch enemy. He, he's unbreakable and glasses can shatter. So he's going to try to find somebody to take on the guy who's unbreakable. He's going to manipulate and he's going to take, you know, he's going to take on, um, um, uh, the character that Bruce Willis Bruce is playing, Willis I forget his name. Yeah, and then at the end, it's going to be built up like we think this is like some alternative comic book character crap when it's just two, three, three crazy people just doing crazy crap who like comic books, and it's just going to end like boom, M Night Shyamalan, and I'm going to throw something at the at the screen. I just know it. I just know it, guys. I'm sorry if I'm getting a little happy, but I'm just I just know how he's going to do us dirty if he he can totally <laughs> screw us. I'm just I'm being real. His his track record speaks for itself. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because like as soon as you started talking about it, I was like thinking about the village, and I I remember how much I was kind of just like, wow, that that uh threw me for a loop when they revealed the truth of like how the village was actually founded and shit. I was like, wow, uh, okay, that's really weird. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, uh, if they if they do a bunch of stuff throughout the movie and the movie is to the end. And they like wake up, or they're like, you know, actually back at the ward the whole time. I'm gonna be pissed, man. Uh, don't let that be the truth, please, because man, I, yeah, I think I probably would get up and walk out at that point as well. Because dude, that that would that would just completely I don't want to destroy be. that. But like the re- the thing he did for me, he just snapped the cord in me when uh, the last Airbender, just because I loved watching Avatar. Was such a huge fan of that movie. I was hyped to see the last, or excuse me, that series, and I was hyped to see the last Airbender movie and to see how badly, badly that was to the, um, the, the in comparison to the series, and how terribly directed it was. I just, bleh. but Split kind of, Split got me on a good in, good note with him, um, and I think if he just does movies like he did that one, allow the actors to do their thing. I think we can get somewhere with this one. Um, but did anybody have any final thoughts on Glass? All right, we will move on to the next trailer. Uh, Tatum, I'm going to go to you. Go ahead and give us a trailer to talk about from Comic-Con. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm super excited. Um, so this trailer awakened something within me. Uh, so the new Fantastic Beast movie trailer I'm a huge I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Harry Potter franchise. Um, I'm a huge fan. I actually really loved the first Fantastic Beast movie, and the trailer was, oh, was so cinematically beautiful. And I'm so excited that we're going to see so much more of Grindelwald, and we're going to find like he's he's going to be the heart of this movie, and it's going to just be so good. We get to see young Dumbledore. Um, even Nicholas Flamel is in the movie. I was 
super excited about that. I'm like, yes. <laughs> because, like, in the first uh, Harry Potter book, you really you don't get to know much about Nicholas Flamel himself. You're just like, oh, he created the Philosopher's Stone, and he was immortal, and now he's dead. And so in this one, we actually get to learn about him. We get to see him, and uh, I'm very excited. Um, I also really love Newt as a character. I think he's, I think he's both charismatic and funny and, and serious. Unfortunately, I've read all of the Harry Potter books, but I actually haven't gotten around to reading um, the Fantastic Beast books, which I need to. Uh, I said I was going to do that when the first movie came out, but then I got into like, uh, I got engulfed in Stephen King books and I kind of never got out of it. But either way, uh, I really, I want to try and read the books before this movie comes out, but either, even if I don't, I'm still super excited to see this movie, and I'm going to see it in theaters. It's, it is worth, it's definitely going to be something worth my money, especially as how good the first one was, and it just, it looks like everything's going to come to a really big bang in this movie, and I love that. I love the Wizarding World. I love learning about different parts of the Wizarding World and especially the beasts that come with the Wizarding World and the way that the way that Newt loves them and, and wants to to show people like what the good they can do and then Grindelwald being like, nah, I'm gonna use them for evil. Y'all are crazy and he's just he's trying to uh it's I'm so excited. Uh and so that's that's gonna be the trailer that it most excites me out of all the trailers. Yeah, that one looks really, really good. Um, I just cinematically it looks beautiful, just like the first one. The creatures are gonna look fantastic, uh, just like the name. Um, I I loved Grindelwald's blue fire. Like I don't know what kind of spell that is, but that was like super dope. Um, looks like Credence is back in this one, and I'm excited to see a little bit more of his character. Uh, I I always liked the Harry Potter movies, to be honest. Like it. It's never been, like, a love, like, oh, my God, I just, I'm going to marathon them. But I, I like seeing them. Whenever they come out in theaters, I'm a huge fan. Uh, it looks, it just looks huge, like a big movie. Uh, I really like that new is going up against Grindelwald. Kind of looks like Dumbledore is, like, pushing him a little bit. Like, I, I can't do it. It's up to you. So it's kind of going to be a growing point for his character. I, I like his character, but I feel like, after the first one, I feel like in the first one, we kind of just didn't get enough new, and I think we're going to get a lot more here. Because we kind of had the coinciding storylines of Credence and his family and things like that in the first one. So kind of took a little bit away from Newt. So I think we'll get a little bit more, like we got a snippet of his backstory in the beginning. So I'm just really looking forward to seeing more of his, his character development. Um, I'm going to go to you next, Chris. What did you think about the... Fantastic Beast trailer. Uh, um, so I I saw it. I just um, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. I've never seen the first Fantastic whatever it's called. Um, I'm I I have nothing against it. I just um, it just didn't come at a time in my life where it came. It, I don't know. It just it kind of went past me a little bit. I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. I thought it looked cool. I saw it on Twitter and I was just looking through it for the. Um, for the show tonight, but I really don't like, you know, have anything like to say about it. So I, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a pass, but it looks cool visually. So you're not going to see it. Um, and unless Juwan makes me do a review on it, <laughs> Juwan, are you going to make me do a review on it? Make him do a review, Juwan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Please look and do a review. Please. Anything I was yeah. going to say, no, not really. But, yeah, now, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I will. Uh, yes, to answer your question, Leo, yes, I will be seeing this film. And I look forward to it. Hey, you duck Yes, you're very good. excited. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, look, dude, I'm going to tell you this. For me, the Harry Potter movies were never just like overwhelmingly great. I, I will say there are a few in there that are pretty, like a lot stronger than the others. But I mean, they're they're not quick movies, but they're good. Um, there's not, no bad to them. They're really good movies. Most of them, I, I don't think I saw one where I was just like, this was trash. Like, it, they're, they're really good films. Um, and that first Fantastic Beast was just amazing because it just seems like they stepped their effects up a lot more. I don't know. What what happened between that last Harry Potter and this Fantastic Beast? But just all the spells and creatures look a lot more brought to life and a lot more full. Um, but I'm gonna go to you next, Isaac, for your thoughts on the Fantastic Beast trailer. I didn't watch it. I don't need to. Um, I am uninterested in this franchise. I have been for the longest time. I will continue to be. And I'm just. I don't care. I'm. I, I didn't watch the trailer because. I didn't watch the first Fantastic Beast. I've seen every Harry Potter film. I've read every book. I know, Tate. I know. I'm sorry. But No, you know those are fighting words. Like, you know. I know those are fighting words. I'm aware. But listen, I just don't care. I just don't. I'm just over it. Maybe if they made a movie out of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, I'll, I'll care. I'll care again. But quite frankly... I have no interest in the Wizarding spinoff. I think J.K. Rowling is taking this a little longer than I really need her to. I already have issues with the way she operates on social media anyway, so that's making me less inclined. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't want it. I don't need it. I didn't ask for it. If people want to watch it, that's great. I appreciate it. And this franchise can continue to introduce new audiences and, get them into this, but personally I'm I'm done with the whole franchise completely. Unless they make unless they continue Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, I have no interest. Come on, you have no interest in Nuke Commander? Nope, not not in the slightest. <laughs> you read the you read the books. You watched like the movie. You don't want to watch the spin off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. That but sounds you wild, Harry Potter lore that was not explored. You'll get Harry Potter lore that was not explored. You'll meet characters that were mentioned. She didn't create but, it yet. She's like, oh, how can I make more money? Oh, I'll create this backstory that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Here's the fun. Here's here's the thing. Here's the fun thing. With people, lore. here's the fun thing. With lore. The eye all over it. Yeah. Hold on, because I I got I got because <laughs> the lore aspect is bull. The lore aspect is bull, and I don't really care for the lore, quote unquote, that J.K. Rowling pulls out. Because J.K. Rowling will pull lore out for absolutely no reason other than to create buzz or generate, or to generate static. She's kind of annoying, and that's why I hate it. Yeah, she I agree. Brings up because here's the thing: Yay! my biggest problem, my biggest problem is when she said, "It's like okay, basically what J.K. Rowling does in her spare time is she has two dartboards, one full of one one full of uh, literally anything quirky." And another dartboard full of characters. So, like, in, in one day, she, she just throws one dart, and she goes, uh, oh, uh, Neville is, uh, 
Neville's trans great. <laughs> she just kind of pulls it out of nowhere. It seems like she pulls okay. all these clerks and all this lore issues out of nowhere, and it gets under my skin when she does that because she doesn't present the lore anywhere else. She's pulling it out of nowhere and not giving anyone anything to go off of. And while I appreciate that the lore is starting to come out in the series, I think she did it for so long that I just got over it. Okay, so I I really want to defend her here, but I do understand that she does do that thing, like the whole Dumbledore is gay, Hermione could be black, but, you know, that thing. I did hate her for that, and I don't like the way she operates on social media. She's really political in a way that's not intriguing, but the one thing I can't deny is that no matter, even if she does that, even if she does try to stir things up that way, she's still a phenomenal writer, and I will always say that she's a phenomenal writer, and the creation of the, the Wizarding Universe was a beautiful creation, and there's so much unexplored in it. And there's so much that I want to learn about it, even if she is has been acting kind of like erratic in a way. I still I still have every interest in everything she writes because regardless of the, her Twitter shenanigans, I cannot deny her talent, and I will never deny her talent. Yeah, you know I. Uh, I agree. She's creative. I, I just, is, is she's really creative? I'm not going to deny that at all. I agree with you, Tatum. It's I don't know. It's hard I'm to do. To it's hard to do that. It's yeah. Continue. Go ahead, man. No, I'm good. I just wanted to not leave her hanging with that. I just wanted to agree with her. So there wasn't time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I hear you. I I just kind of dive into those movies and don't really. I guess I just don't really, I'm not really like, oh, my God, they're so hype. But, like, I just, I enjoy them. Like, I don't dive too deep into the lore that much. This is just, these are just kind of movies I can go and enjoy, watch the magic happen, enjoy the plots. I just think they're really enjoyable movies. I don't think they're really something that just has to be, for for me at least, that just has to be blown so huge. But just seeing them progress and progress and progress is, is nice. Um, I feel like each movie is better. Now, to be fair to everybody, um, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, To be fair to everybody, I am biased, and Isaac knows that I'm biased, because uh, the Harry Potter book series holds its place place in my heart. I mean, my my entire tattoo sleeve is dedicated to the Harry Potter series. It's just, it's, she could literally write something that is just complete garbage, and I'm still defensive. So I am biased, to be fair. No, no, I completely understand. Just like I tell everyone, every Spider-Man movie is great. Three, no, but, I mean, I even still – I bite my tongue here. I even still consider three when I talk about the film. Um, I'm just very biased to Spider-Man. Uh, but I, I completely understand – but they're good movies to me. I, I just, I don't know. I don't see the disinterest. I guess just not everybody's cup of tea. But I'm going to go ahead and go to you, Jawan. Give us your thoughts on uh, the Fantastic Beast trailer. Jawan? Hello. Uh-oh, might have lost him. Uh, well, I'm, I think I got everybody. Did I miss someone? Isaac, did I go to you about the trailer? Yeah, I, I expressed my disdain. <laughs> and Chris, I remember yours. Tatum, you introduced it. 
So, uh, yeah, I think Jerron might end up calling back in, but um, we'll just sail on to the next trailer, uh, and I'll give it to us. Um, I really, really am looking forward to Star Wars The Clone Wars coming back. Um, I thought it kind of just ended on a note where everything was still a question. Everything was still up in the air. Ahsoka left. What, what, what happens after that? What happens between that and three? Like, what, what goes on? And it looks like this is going to reintroduce those storylines. Um, I'm just really excited to continue exploring more Star Wars content. That was, like, one of their best series. And if we can get one, even just one piece of an episode with Darth Maul, I'll be so happy. Uh, the animation style still looks just as good. Looks about the same with a little bit updates to Anakin's character, but it just I'm just looking forward to more Star Wars. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Chris, because I know you love Star Wars as well. Uh, what did you think of the Clone Wars trailer? Uh, I was uh, super excited because I didn't, I didn't think... I kind of just let it go. I didn't think we were going to get it back. I didn't think they were going to revamp the 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 series because I've been kind of disappointed with the Star Wars films as of late and Disney putting their stamp on their films. That's a whole other topic of discussion. So as a fan, it's kind of like I don't know where the future of Star Wars is headed. I'm not sure I like it, but I was relieved because um, there's just something special about it, about those those, the the Clone War series for me. I don't know. I just I really like that. I think the voice acting is great. The animations and the stories, uh, a few of them, you know, there's just fillers in between the series. But for the most part, I, I found them enjoyable. And I always, you know, if I'm just getting a quick bite to eat, I'll flip on an episode. And I'll just ra- watch a random one. It's just, it's interesting. It, it fills in the gaps. And it does it well. So I was really excited to, to find out that that was coming because it kind of came out of nowhere for me. So as a fan who was kind of weary of where Star Wars is going, I thought Disney did a really good job of listening to the fans and bringing back this, because this was really a fan favorite. Um, a lot of people really did uh, have questions that they kind of left us hanging, like you like you said, and I would love to see Darth Maul come back. That's a very interesting character to me. So I'm very excited. Oh, my bad. Were you done? Yeah, sorry. Oh, no problem. Uh, yeah, I'm super Super excited to see what's going to happen here. Um, I saw she was with that mandolin warrior chick. Uh, Ahsoka pops up, and I just, anytime Ahsoka comes up, I'm super happy. I still want to know what happens, like, what happens to the end of her character because she's not in the current movies, and she didn't die in Rebels. So I'm really, I I just, any any more Ahsoka I can get, I'm down for because I love the character. Um, And seeing her at the end there, I, I think it's definitely going to be one of those stories where it's like, all right, Anakin has to make a choice. Listen to the Jedi Council and not help her or go for it. And he's, of course, probably going to go help her. Um, but I'm going to go to you yeah. next, Isaac. What did you think about the trailer, the Star Wars Clone Wars? Um, that is also a trailer I did not see. And that is mainly because I haven't started the Clone Wars and I have every intention to. Um, it's the same. It's like my same issue with Young Justice. I just didn't. I didn't watch it because I was. Um, I'm. I, I'm. I'm gonna. I want to start the series before I go into that. I feel like I'll be walking into kind of spoilerish territory, and I am excited to watch both of these series. It's, it's just taking me a bit. So I, I'm waiting on it. I'm sorry I don't have more to contribute from that, but I'm just. I'm just waiting on it. That's all. No, it's all right. Um, I think this is also a good move on. 
Disney's part and Star Wars and Lucasfilm because they don't they're not gonna have a movie this winter. So they might as well give us something a little something to kind of right. swoosh around in our mouths while we wait for uh the much anticipated episode nine. Um which <laughs> I won't get too far into it but the last Jedi episode was a nine JJ fixes every soul. Uh no, the the last Jedi was a fantastic movie, so I'm hoping JJ what? doesn't wreck the a beautiful movie that Ryan Johnson fantastic. made. Fantastic. Um, yes, absolutely. Yo. I I stand by that. I, mean, I stand I by that. I think it's really pretty hard. great too. So I think it's good, but I don't think it's fantastic. But, but let's. I think it's fantastic, <laughs> man. It's the best. It's the second best of the new films, right under Rogue One. Um. But I'm going to go ahead and go to you, Tatum, before I get to blabbing about The Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so I, um, like I actually don't have a whole lot to say on The Clone Wars. I did see the trailer, but I haven't watched The Clone Wars. I do. I am a huge fan of Star Wars. Um, I love Star Wars, but I it was just... Uh, long story short, basically, somebody who I really didn't like was really into The Clone Wars, so I just kind of abstained from it. Um, but I do want to go back and watch it eventually. So... Unfortunately, I don't really have much to say about it. That's okay. I, I tell you guys this now. Watch The Clone Wars. And if you don't want to sit up through, like, a lot of the episodes, I have a, a special guide I can send you that will kind of guide you through the episodes that are incredibly important, ones yeah, that are kind of important, yeah. and ones that are, like, just stupid. you could skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah there different. are some episodes that are absolutely just, like... I'm, Stupid goofy, like the ones with Padme and um, Jar Jar. Oh, like, every everyone with Padme, them. you skip it. Um, yep. I wish somebody had that guide. I think I wish somebody had that guide when I went through. I had to watch them all. God, it was bad. Oh man, um, I found a guide, bro. Um, the guide is, and it's the ultimate guide. Let me tell you. I should have cheated. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing about Clone Wars, guys. There, there's just like. Every season, there's, like, a good five, would you say, like, five or six, Chris, that are just, like, you don't even need to watch it, really skip over it. Oh, yeah, it's, but least, it's, it's maybe even more than that, yeah. But, yeah. I honestly almost want to just it's say, the beginning and the start end, the Clone Wars. Right. Start the Clone Wars out with with probably the first first two seasons, first couple seasons. Then, if you really want to ramp it up immediately, go right to the Darth Maul saga. That yeah. Darth Maul saga is some of the best Star Wars content I have ever seen. Um, it, it is phenomenal. Like it just goes through the story with him and his brother. And man, I right. can't even tell you. A lot of this show. If it, yeah, you're right, Leo. A lot of this stuff. I'm like, dang, this would make great Star Wars films. But no, let's not they take would. anything from. Any of this stuff. Let's not take anything that we that is canon or not canon or in Star Wars lore, or legends or whatever. No, let's just go our own ways and make our Star Wars well, different. I don't get well, it. Why don't you pull from Clone source Wars material? Canon, no. I know, but I'm just saying. Like a lot of these are really good, and they're be- some some of the storylines are just better than the film. Is where I was kind of going with it. Some of the story arcs, yeah. some of the characters, some of the things that are in those are better than some television dramas that are on, you know, um, primetime. Some of them you're thinking, damn, this is, a, this is a, well, I'm watching a cartoon right now. I can't believe that. This is some heavy shit. 
and it's I, involved, and, it, and it, it gets nerdy about all its little trade federation jargon. It's it's really it's an underrated series. If you're not watching it, you should be. If you're it, a fan it really is like not only not only does it dive incredibly deep into characters, like even deeper into Anakin's struggle between the light and the dark side, kind of like starts beginning to manifest that theme a little bit. Um, it also really dies, like has really great um, lightsaber fighting scenes. Like, holy crap. Uh, yeah. The animation studio knows what they're doing because, because those are the best lightsaber battles in the series. Um, I, I know, I know one of my favorites comes from that series when Ventress was battling um, Count Dooku with her sister. And they're both invisible. Um, but I won't get into too much detail. Just yeah, let me tell you guys yeah, that yeah. it's a phenomenal series. One that you have to watch. Um, but if we had no more thoughts on the Clone Wars trailer, we're going to go ahead and keep the train rolling. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go to you next, Chris. Uh, give us a trailer from Comic-Con. Okay, you're gonna yeah, I'm here. You're gonna have to bear with me. I'm looking at the list in front of me, trying to remember what trailers we have gone over and that we haven't talked about. Uh, let's um, see, we did about, Aquaman, oh, let's see Godzilla. Godzilla looked pretty yes. dang good. Godzilla and the, the yeah. King of Monsters. Let's talk about who did someone just break the sound barrier with their microphone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really excited. That was okay, excited. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, just making sure. Um, I won't go to. Um, uh, shoot, I saw it a couple times. I'm visually, um, I think it's. I think it's really cool. Um, it, it was more extensive. The trailer kind of gives you. It talks about these titans and these monsters. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of Godzilla. Not that I don't like it. I'm just not familiar with the lore, so to speak. I know of it, so. As someone who was kind of on the fence and didn't really know about it, it's getting me excited about learning it. And I did like Godzilla. A lot of people didn't. I did like the remake. I did like uh, Skull oh. Island, I think it's what they call. I did I did like it. Um, uh, so I'm excited uh, just just to see what, what, what in because what I got from the trailer, and I don't know anything. You guys, I'm, I'm sure, fill me in. Something's happening to the planet. And these beasts need to fight for some freaking reason, or we die. I don't understand how she knows what she knows, and she's given this exposition that's awesome, overlaid with this. I forget the song, but it's like eerie and it's weird. Um, just um, so um, I'm a, I'm just intrigued. It, it just raises a lot of questions for me. Um, I'm, I think it's view, uh, visually stunning and beautiful. It's good to see that actress from Stranger Things. I forget her name. Uh, uh, is it Millie Bobby Brown? I'm not really sure. But she plays Millie Seven. Bobby Brown. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Yeah. She's, it's good to see her in a, in a film, uh, making her film, uh, theatrical film debut. I think that's really cool that they recognize her talent. I think she's going to give a good performance. There's a slew of actors that are in it that I can't think of off the top of my head that I'm excited for. So the universe that they're building up with these monsters, and, and I'm just excited to see what what comes of it, but um, I'm just going to toss it over to Isaac before he has a hemorrhage. Uh, Leo, if you want to just give it to yeah, I'll give it to Leo, then then let's hear what Isaac has to say. Yeah, here. Um, I I just wanted to grab a quick thought when you were talking about the visuals of the trailer. The most absolute beautiful and kind of heart like heart stopping thing for me was when Godzilla woke up and blew the atomic breath into the sky, 
and the orchestra just like opened up. And yeah. I was just like, oh my god! And then Mothra's wings raised right after that, and they were glowing yep. green. Oh my god, dude! Like, I here here's my thing, Chris. The reason why I didn't like the last Godzilla film that much, I liked it, but not that much. Oh, you did. I know why you did. The didn't. fact that Godzilla he was in really it for in nine the film. minutes. He's like yeah, in it for ten minutes, dude. I I hate that. Please. Please, this is Godzilla, King of Monsters. We're putting Gene Godzilla in it. We're putting Mothra in it. We're putting Godzilla in it. Maybe even King Kong. Please, please, please let this movie be about the monsters. Please. I think you're going to be be redeemed. I think you're going to be redeemed. I think so, man, because this looks like it's going to be a lot more about the monsters. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown's character will have some involvement in this, but... Man, it looks like it's gonna be more about the monsters battling. I really, I really hope that's what we're looking at here. Um, that's been the mistake of the last few monster movies. I liked King Kong. I thought Tom Hiddleston was kind of atrocious, but <laughs> I like King Kong. Um, yeah, not his best acting performance, be, but yeah, there's something about like, that film. I love the. The but here's my with thing the, with him at first was awesome. Like the helicopter scene where everyone goes down for the first time, uh, that's, is just really cool. cool I just thought visually it was really it was really cool, and I like John C. Riley's character. And uh, but, but I thought, why do you need uh, a tracker to track King Kong? Is my question. I don't know. Like, isn't that what his character <laughs> was? Like he was like a tracker. Like I'm like, all right, so who's gonna walk into the forest? And say, wow, I wonder where King Kong is. Some big, huge, huge ape that is hard to miss. It's, it's like they should have said, look, we're going to get lost. This is going to go down. We're not going to be able to handle ourselves. We need somebody who knows what they're doing. But that doesn't who sound can track good. Who you know? right. yeah, can just, get us out of here. But yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's just. It, it did make too much sense to me. But before I get blabbing, uh, I want to go ahead to you, Isaac. Uh, what were your thoughts about Godzilla? It sounds like you were. Very excited. <clears throat> Mothra, 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 Mothra. I'm so excited for Mothra. I just, oh. Okay, so a little background. I love monster movies. I was really disappointed that it looks like the universal dark universe doesn't seem to be going well. It, it might have worked if the mummy didn't suck so bad. And so I was really oh, afraid yeah. of, of Universal's franchises. And I was really hoping that the monster franchise would at least be good. And, and I could deal with the dark franchise not being good. And it is. Because I remember seeing Skull Island, Kong Skull Island, and I thought, oh, man, this is what I wanted. This is what I've been wanting the whole time. I, it's great. Because it's number one, it's not a boring King Kong movie. Because I'm sorry, as visually stunning as it was, I really wasn't that into Peter Jackson's King Kong. Not, not a big fan. It wasn't bad. God, and, I hate that movie. I know. Sorry. But, well, you're fine. But I just was like, ah. But then Kong Skull Island came out, and then they were going to talk about all the other kaiju, and I was like, oh, shit. So... Godzilla comes over, and I'm like, okay, whatever. It's just going to be another Godzilla movie. What could they possibly do? And they did the smartest thing. They just brought in everyone and started introducing them. And I know my people might say, it's a bit too early to bring the other monsters into this. You have to build them up a little. But I don't really think that King Ghidorah needs a, a solo film right away. 
I don't necessarily think that Mothra needs a solo film right away, but Mothra needs her own stuff later because I was a, I'm a big, I'm the biggest fan of the the old 1970s, 80s Mothra movies. I love them straight to death. And they were, I was just like, I was, I, I, I found myself legitimately crying when I saw Mothra. I was like, cause all I was hoping for when I saw Kong Skull Island was Mothra. Please give us Mothra. Please give us Mothra. And they did. I got everything I wanted. And Godzilla's dope too. I'm excited for Millie Bobby Brown because I'm a definite, uh, I'm a definite Stranger Things fan. Um, and I'm very excited to see her in more active roles and, and more of the spotlight. I definitely want her to be able to be detached from Stranger Things. I don't want her to get stuck in an infinite loop of, hey, she only played that one character, and that's the only one everyone remembers. I hope that she's, I hope that she becomes memorable. And, uh, yeah, no, all around, I'm so excited for this. Uh, bring, bring it on. Bring it on all day. <laughs> I am super excited too, man. And I'll say this about the cast of Stranger Things. I think all those kids are pretty much going to get involved with another project. Um, the kid who plays Mike is in It. She's going to be in this. I think the other two have had other roles. So I I know that those kids probably won't stay stuck to that, thank goodness, because they're all great. Um, I, think, I, I really look forward to a Monster Universe, man. I am a huge, huge, huge Monster Movies uh, fan. Um, I love the old, even the old, like, 1950 Godzillas. Like, I used to just pirate the shit out of those back when LimeWire was around. I used to just go download Godzilla. I downloaded uh, Godzilla King of Monsters, which is from 1956, and I watched that one. It's not all three of them like this film, but, man, I just, I I love Godzilla. Even the big, cheesy, huge, puppet-looking ones. Like, I I love me some Godzilla. Uh, This Godzilla is fucking awesome. Um, it's not, it's the second, excuse my language, it's the second uh, U.S. Godzilla that is, but but it really outshined that original. Uh, the, the one that they now dub as Zilla, that bullshit looking lizard thing. Uh, <laughs> he looks so much better and I, ho- I really just, the only thing here, I just need more screen time. I need more screen time for my Godzilla. I need more. I, I just, that, that eight minute deal, I can't do that crap. I really need them to put him in a lot of this movie. Now, if they do this group up movie and then start making like they make a Mothra and then a King Godira, dude, I'm I'm so for that. Like I'm so for that. I did like the Mothra films too. Like monster movies have a special place in my heart. Tatum, when you were talking about Harry Potter earlier, that's kind of how I felt about monster movies. I just I, I I love just about every one of those. Um, except that King Kong with Jack Black. Nope, I'm not into that. That original Godzilla, the 1999, is pretty so-so as well. But even the cheesiest ones, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, speaking of Tatum, I'll go to you next for your thoughts on the Godzilla trailer. Um, so I thought it was really badass looking. Um, I'm not a huge fan of monster movies. Um, I like them. I'll watch them. Uh, it mostly, and it's not, it's, I guess it's... Uh, it depends on the franchise. Like, I wasn't a big fan of the King Kong franchise. I did like uh, some of the Godzilla movies that I've seen. Um, but this one, like, looks cinematically gorgeous. And the, the, the special effects in this movie, oh, oh, I'm so excited about it. And that night, I adore Millie Bobby Brown. 
I adore her to death. I think she has a long career in acting. I follow her on social media. She's one of my favorite child actors. And also, um, I forget her name, mostly because I can't pronounce it right, but she was, uh, she's also in, um, she was also in The Conjuring. She also plays in The Beach Hotel. The, uh, what is her name? Vera Farmiga. Yeah, her. Yeah, I love Vera her. Farmiga. I adore her. I adore She's her. also Nora Bates. Yeah, I adore her. She's amazing. And so I, I love the, the actor selection for this film. I think it's going to be really, really great. Um, I love that we're going to see the other monsters. That's exciting to me. Because, like, I feel like Godzilla I've seen a bazillion times, but the other monsters I haven't. Like, that's what I'm most excited about is seeing the other monsters. Oh, that's going to be fun. I love that they're also playing on the whole, like, these monsters are Going like these monsters who normally destroy the universe are kind of going to be the only thing that helps us because we're 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 a dying breed at this point and I love that I like that so I'm excited about it uh, I don't again I don't I don't have a whole lot to say just because I'm not really into monster movies but I am definitely going to be seeing this one and I'm very excited about it. Let me tell you, King Ghidorah is. Amazing. Um, the three-headed dragon. Oh, man. I, I literally can't wait for him. It's probably going to be Godzilla and Mothra versus him. Um, I kind of hope that's how the matchup goes. But we do have Jerron back on the line. Welcome back, man. Uh, we're currently talking about the Godzilla King of Monsters trailer. Uh, go ahead and give us your thoughts. Uh, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Um, I did enjoy that trailer a lot. Um, I felt like it gave us very little, but enough. Uh, I'm excited for what this monster universe is trying to build itself into. Uh, we do know in two years we'll see King Kong and Godzilla on the same screen. So I'm really yeah. curious. The last we saw, the last we saw of King Kong, it had an end credit scene of Godzilla. So I'm curious, will Godzilla have an end credit scene of King Kong? Uh, I'm just really excited for the possibility and. Let's not forget, you have some really good actors and actresses on both sides of those franchises. Picture them coming together. Brie Larson interacting with Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, like, just, just a whole lot of Tom Hiddleston. Like, a whole lot of things possibly weaving into each other uh, with this monster uh, universe. So, I'm really excited. Um, let me just say, Godzilla is not a bad uh, selection for a monster to, to be protecting you. Um, so I feel like they're 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 pretty uh, excited with the idea of Godzilla not being the one trying to kill them, um, uh, but it definitely looks looks like a lot of fun. I can't wait to see it. And Tatum, you completely you completely knocked it out of the park. Millie Bobby Brown, I, I have to say, will probably have an Oscar before she's twenty five. Uh, she keeps up with uh, this this level of acting that she's trying to branch into. I want her to get further away from oh, that's the girl from Stranger Things, and more so to uh, just getting these knockout roles. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for this movie, and I can't wait to see Godzilla just rip some of these monsters to shreds. Yeah, man, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong comes out in 2020. I'm really excited for that. I think, that, yeah, I mean, the post-credit has to be King Kong now, just tie it all back together, together and that's what I hope for. It It just... It looks awesome. Like, this film, 
I just I'm excited for the monsters and please please I just I, I beg the studio let the monsters fight give them some screen time like that's why it's Godzilla man less than ten minutes is not acceptable anymore if we're gonna build up a monster verse <laughs> need to let them monsters be on screen let them be the characters let them let them be the the main focus here we don't need any back plots that straight that take away from us watching these monsters mash each other. All right, end rant. <laughs> uh, did anybody have any final thoughts on the Godzilla trailer? Um, I just wanted to say I think it's like it, like you guys were saying with the casting. I think it's it's excellent casting because you guys have to think about the world that they're creating for these actors to react to, and she has proven that she can react to nothing very well. Like you know, there's going to be a blue screen around her and dots and balls and look at this and she's fantastic at facial expressions and and in queuing up the emotions so I think that the act the, the director did a fantastic job with casting great actors who can make great facial expressions and, and can react and have proven that they can react to nothing at all and have it convey that they're looking at a, a you know Godzilla and, and destruction all around them. And she's done a great job with that. So I think it's excellent casting on the director and the production side of that film. Absolutely, man. It looks like it can be a, a really good one. Kind of one that'll sneak up on us a little bit. Like we'll, we'll be sort of anticipating it and then we'll see it. And it's like, wow, it's a lot better. No, we didn't I, I expect it to be a, that A lot good. better than expected. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think well, it'll I tell exceed you, expectations. I tell you what. Uh, this movie better be a home run only for the mere fact of what it's surrounded by. Let's not forget it's right smack dab in between Spider-Man Far From Home and Avengers 4. So, I mean, and a few other things come out around that time also. Um, so it's going to have some competition. So I'm really hoping that this movie is huge because the last thing we want is for the studio to get nervous. And whether it's oh, cancel man. or push back, Kong versus Godzilla. So we as geeks need to make sure we are supporting this because if anything, I need Godzilla versus King Kong. I need that. Need that. I need it. I absolutely need that, man. Like you, y'all have no idea. I, I love monster movies. If I could get a Kong versus Godzilla, I think I could just dust my hands off and be like, "That's that's the movie that I needed for about 15 years." Uh, <laughs> right. But. It, but um, we'll bounce on over to the next trailer. Uh, Mr. Isaac, go ahead and give us another trailer from Comic-Con. Ah, another trailer from Comic-Con I'm very excited about is the new Doctor Who trailer that we got. Uh, I am, I've been very excited for the Doctor Who trailer for a bit. I know it's very short, um, but it, it gives me more than I, than I, it gives me more than I thought. I give, it gives us more a little than I thought it would. Um, I've been very excited for this particular series because it is the first time in the 60-year history of Doctor Who that the Doctor is finally played by a woman. She'll be played by he'll be played uh, the Doctor will be played by Jodie Whittaker, and uh, it's not I'm not clear on how long her contract stands, but chances are if this first series goes well, she'll probably stay on for about two or three more seasons, like you know previously like Capaldi and Matt Smith. But uh, there was just a lot of neat stuff in it that I thought was, like, I like the fact that she has, it looks like she's going to go the route of a group 
of companions rather than just one companion. And I think that's very much something the doctor needs is I think he needs to quit getting singular perspectives from one person. I don't think it's working for him anymore. And if he has a lot of perspectives in it, like a team, it may be, he might be able to make decisions he wasn't able to make before because he's putting, he put a lot of pressure on his companions. He put a lot of pressure on them to help him make decisions. And now it, he might, she might make decisions collectively. And that's a super interesting thought to go off of. And as always, it's always, it's, it's fun speculating. What are the monsters going to be? Are we going to see the, are we going to see the Daleks again? Are we going to, are they going to bring back fricking, are they going to bring back Davros for the thousandth time? Are they going to, are we going to see more Time Lords? Are the politics going to change? Is the lore going to change? It's Doctor Who. We don't fucking know. <laughs> so I think that's very fun. And I, I, I'm just so excited for the first female Doctor to pop up. I want to see what she can do, what she brings to the table. And I know she might not, but my a trope that me and my friend Althea have talked about for years now is we very much hope that her number one issue is dresses without pockets. We hope that she has a dress with – she puts on a dress and says, this is great, but there are no pockets. And she makes dresses with pockets, and that's like a thing for her because the doctors all have different quirks with their clothing. And I, I just, I'm just so thrilled for, for Doctor Who. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm excited for in the trailers. Um, I'll admit, I have, still have yet to see a single episode of Doctor Who. Um, but I will say this. I watched. <laughs> it's long. I know. I, I know. But I, I get it. It's long. It's a super long series. I totally understand. It's long as hell. Um, and it's gonna be a lot of catching up. But I did watch the teaser, and it looks like a lot of fun, man. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think it's a bold move on them for bringing in a female doctor, especially after you've had a male doctor for so for the whole the show's whole uh, lifespan, which Correct me if I'm wrong, it's been like over 30 years, correct? Over like 40 no, years, 50 been, years? It, it, no, it has been 60 years. 60 years of programming to finally bring a, a woman doctor in. And now it looks like yeah. she's got like a squad with her, man. Like you were saying that single companions. Well, it looks like she's got a team, man. Every once in a while, he had like a couple. Um, every once in a while, he brought like for like Matt, in Matt Smith's run, for a pretty decent chunk of it, he had Amy and Rory. Um, and they, I thought that was a better dynamic than when he just switched back. Because normally he just has one female companion. And um, then Rory was like one of the fewer male companions, not including Mickey. But uh, they have like a team dynamic. And I thought that was very interesting. So I think that'll be what's happening here. I'm sorry to interject. It's just I got it, though. No, it's okay. Um, it seems like a, but it seems like it could be a great season, and maybe even a, sh- a slight shift for the series. Um, I'm going to go to you, Chris. So. What did you think of the Doctor Who cherry list? Um, I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't have the sound on. Uh, I haven't watched Doctor Who since I was a kid, and at that time, I think the Doctor had reg- a curly afro. Um, my dad used to watch it on PBS. <laughs> That is and 1970. That's Tom Baker. 
Um, I'm not that old. I was watching it in the late 80s, early 90s, okay? It was on PBS. <laughs> My dad loved it. it. Um, so I, that's all I really know about it. I know that it's a long history. I know it's, it's, it's everyone. I know a lot of people love it. I, I can't believe it's been this long before they put this, uh, a female in that role. That is just ridiculous. But it's, it's, it's awesome that it's finally happening. Um, it may even get me back into the series, if I'm being honest with you. Um, so um, I might, after we're done here, go check it out in full. But I haven't really watched it. But I'm excited to see um, what, what, what she can bring to the table. And um, maybe it gets me back into the franchise. It would also be cool if they, like, after the female doctor, they did like a black doctor, an Asian doctor, a Latin doctor. That would be really cool. Um, just We're hoping more doctors. That, yeah, yeah, just diverse doctors, you know what I mean? Like make the stories so that Doctor Who is not always the exact same white male. Um, it'll, it'll be cool to explore other doctors if possible. Uh, I'll go yeah. to you, Jawan. What did you think of the Doctor Who trailer? Never seen Doctor Who, and if I'm being quite frank, with, uh, quite frank with you, this is the second time I've ever heard of Doctor Who. Um, but the trailer <laughs> did look interesting. Um, I do like when they change things. Um, I mean, I, I say I like when they change things, but I've never seen the show. But I do like change. I like the idea of it now being a uh, a female. So maybe that is something that will get me into wanting to check it out, but yeah, I've never seen Doctor Who. Yeah, Carl. me neither, man. Doctor Who? Carl. Um, yeah, of course. Um, just as I know there might be some listeners who are into it and they might take, I might have said it funny. When I said that um, this is the first female Doctor, um, I'd like to make it just, like a, just a disclaimer. I only mean the Doctor. I am definitely aware that there are time lords and time ladies. Um, recently, there has been a female time lord named Missy, and she's, she's fantastic. And then, of course, there's River Song. So I, I, I recognize that there are people in the, in the series that would be associated with the, with, the, with the Doctor's species, but this is just the first time the Doctor himself has been a woman, not time lords in general. Gotcha. So it looks to sound oh, like the Time Lords have um, are, are of all genders. So that's at least good. Um, but it's nice that well, the main character is all, getting a gender. They're Ooh. of all species. Um, they can actually, when they regenerate, they can take any form they like. Um, it might be random and sometimes it might not be. Uh, but they can take on the species of just things they've run into, people they've seen, anything they've seen. Gotcha. Um, yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see, man. Uh, this might be something to take me right into it, um, but I don't know. I, I just haven't really watched the series that much, so I can't say um, fully on my end whether or not, you know, I can't make character references, but it does look pretty fun. Yeah. I got to throw one more trailer out there, guys, um, and I know you're going to hate me for this one, Chris, but that Dragon Ball uh, super trailer, that Broly trailer. Man, ooh, am ooh, I excited ooh. to get Broly into the canon. I, I, oh my God. And, and just the fact that we get to explore this storyline again, 
all over again where Bowley is just beating the snot out of everybody. Um, and we get Frieza coming back trying to look like a badass, but it looks like he is swept up. Um, <laughs> I just in, – any kind of Dragon Ball media that isn't GT, just know that I'm going to be biased and love the hell out of it. Um, Jawan, I know you like Dragon Ball as well. What are your thoughts, man? I was really excited. Uh, I I don't know why they keep trying to bring Frieza back. Like, let Frieza die already, and like they For did. For real. Uh, Thank it's, you. It's becoming, it's becoming super annoying. And the the part that annoys me the most is that it's seeming like they're trying to make Frieza seem like an anti-hero. I don't like that. Like, stop it. Just let Frieza be gone. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I enjoy it. I mean, I never thought Goku could beat Brawly back in the day, so now that he's a Super Saiyan God, it's going to be interesting to see if that is what could finally defeat Brawley, uh, but I doubt it. Um, so I do assume at some point we'll unfortunately see Goku and Vegeta fuse again to try to take out Brawley, which I just, I so hate that. Um, but it is going to be really like interesting Vegeta? and fun. I don't like it because the point is for them to be two separate, very strong entities with Goku being stronger than Vegeta. If they fuse and they lose, then you have Goku by himself defeat somebody. I'm like, you could have just skipped the whole fusion step. Like, I, don't, don't fuse then. Just have Goku get the willpower to get the job done. I've seen that numerous times, and I hate it. I can't tell you how much I hate that. Uh, I, I don't hate Vegeta them fusing. Vegeta so shafted. Yeah, but I don't hate the idea of fusion. I just hate it when don't have your two biggest characters fuse, then they get beat, and then it's like, oh, well, Goku now has the, he's now found the strength to do it himself. But then you didn't need the fuse. Like, what was, like, I mean, I get that it looks cool, but it's just like, it's, it's filler. It, all it is is filler, and I hate filler. Uh, yeah, I get like, that. I mean, the only really good fusion is that movie where they fuse into Gogeta. That was damn good. You can't say, though, that Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta wasn't dope as hell. No, it was dope, but even when they fought Boo, they fused, and then it was like they got defeated, and then Goku could do it himself with the spear. Like, it just, a lot of it just didn't, it didn't make sense to me. I didn't like it, but I am super excited to see Brawly. Um, and honestly, I hope this is like, I hope this is uh, a cliffhanger. I hope we get a part two. I hope Brawly actually defeats them and then leaves them, like, obviously, like, like, uh, you know, uh, out and about, and then we see them have to come back and, and try to take down Brawley. That would be something different for Dragon Ball Z as far as their movies, and it would be something that's a breath of fresh air. Because, honestly, I don't think any of us think on, on their own they could defeat Brawley. No, no, no. There's no way, um, especially if he's coming back and he's enough to take them on in the Super Saiyan God form, like... Oof. Uh, I wonder if Goku's going to go Ultra Instinct at all. Uh, Isaac, what did you think, man? Um, um, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm going to watch it. I, I've, I didn't follow... I haven't followed Dragon Ball Z the way everybody else has. Like, I know bits and pieces, but it's been a long, a long time since I've seen it, since it's aired on Toonami. Um, so I haven't seen Super, but what really, what I, I was like, whatever, I like Broly. He's an interesting character. I've seen him once or twice in a different movie. And um, 
so when I saw this, I was like, wait, why everybody acting like they don't know him? Because I was just so confused, and I, I didn't realize <laughs> it took me a minute to it took me a, remember, a, re, a minute to remember that like Broly's not canon, and so I was like, oh, oh, that's why. And so now they're making Broly legitimately canon, and that's cool. Um, and I like this origin story that he has because I didn't like his his movie origin. I thought they were lame. He was just this other one dude who was just like a little, he was like more angry than everyone else and it led him to power. I just thought that was stupid. And I was like, <laughs> that's a bad motivation. He had bad motivation. And now maybe his motivations will change. Maybe his power levels change. Maybe his importance changes. And that's fun to explore. And I think that's going to be a really fun ride to go through. Um, um, I'm just going to go ahead and, 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 yeah, the Frieza thing, over that. Over it forever. Ever and ever and ever. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they're even wasting <laughs> their time in this movie, having Frieza fight Broly for the fun of it, it's just, uh, it's annoying. It's like, uh, it's useless. It's useless and unnecessary, and I don't really care for it. But uh, whatever, I guess I'll... They keep I'll, pumping him back through for whatever reason, dude. Like, I, I, didn't, I don't get it. Nobody wanted him to come back. No one actually wanted Frieza to come back fighting. No one wanted I think he might be Toriyama's favorite. I did. And that's the reason why I keep bringing him back. Did you really? I think so. No, no. I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> what? I was just making a joke. I was like, I wanted him to okay. come back. And he's like, did you really? Okay. And I'm like, heck no. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh. We're kind of getting close to the wire here. Um, I wanted to hear from Jawan. Okay. We have some Venom news uh, aboard. Go ahead, Jawan. Um, no, I was just going <clears> to <throat> reiterate to you guys. I, I did tell you a while ago, Leo, that the Venom family would probably be the villains, and it turns out that looks like that's going to be the case. Riot is going to play a huge mm-hmm. part. Uh, in this movie, jumping from host to host, but majority of the time he will be on Riz Ahmed's character. And it is looking like, I am hearing, it is looking like we will get that Woody Harrelson scene that sets up Carnage for the future. Um, But I did want to tell you guys uh, that if you did not hear, because Chris and um, Isaac, I don't know if I put this in the group chat or not, in the trailer that we will be getting next week, Venom fight heads off. And he does indeed have the spider on his chest. Uh, Venom is very violent. Uh, It is not your 93 animated uh, (laughs) Spider-Man Venom. Uh, The movie is going to be insane. It sets up so much. And as they tease at Comic-Con, the director even said he sees a future where Spider-Man and Venom, Tom Holland and Tom Hardy, do share a screen together. But I did want to remind everyone, about the Venom family, because I kind of broke that to you, Leah, I want to say, like, weeks ago, maybe last month. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we're getting Riot also. But, uh, but yeah, the biggest thing is we will be getting that tease. It seems like we will be getting it for Carnage, setting up for the future. All right, guys, you heard it right here. Wow. First thing, Geek Vibes, we will possibly, we will definitely be getting the Venom family. Guys, we will see you all next week for another episode of Top Ten.